0: Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time. Even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party.
1: This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, yes, indeed. Welcome into
0: the program. It's a Friday, finally making it to the end of the week, your favorite day of the entire week. Darn right. You look forward to this every single day. Let's carpe diem all over this place, baby. What are you talking about? Welcome in. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However, you watch or listen to the show. We appreciate you very, very much, your Millennial General, reporting for duty like we do every single day. And holy cow, do we have a show lined up today? A lot of loose ends to kind of clean up and finish up and tidy up today to finish off the week. There is the debt thing. We will touch on that briefly today, although we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, as we have quite a bit lately. I'm sure that your eyes have glazed over with all the financial talks we have on this show, but we'll get to that briefly on the program. Bottom of the hour, we have a new guest on, Deanna Klein. She is a former Air Force veteran. She's a nurse, also author of the book. You ready for this one? This one's going to trigger some individuals. It's okay. Uh, The new book, Vaccine, Injuries, Lies and Deaths. The alarming facts about the COVID vaccines and the helpful resources for healing to support and honor those experiencing those health challenges. So we'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. What are the two dangers and is it really safe or is it a cause for concern all these years later after those mandated Um, experimental drugs because they're not even considered a vaccine. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. Yes, we're getting banned from social media today. So I guess that's what we get to look forward to. Welcome into it. We got a lot to talk about as well. Uh, Andy, what'd you do last night? I watched episode two of my Conor McGregor documentary and I loved it. And I'm ready for episode number three tonight because it's a four episode season. And I'm really excited about that. Hopefully you had a great weekend as well. Uh, As we mentioned, a lot of tidying up to do today. So let's get into our what's trending story of the day because I know it's a little early. I know it, but at the same time, apparently now's the time to do it. So we're welcome into political and election season of 2024. What's trending today? So we have a number of individuals that have announced their run for presidency or about to run and announce their run for presidency of 2024 in the general, or at least the primary election. Donald Trump obviously has made his announcement for the Republican side. The rumor is, is that Ron DeSantis will be announcing sometime next week uh, we're we're in, let me just reiterate, we're almost in Memorial Weekend, which means we're at the end of May, almost beginning of June of 2023. So we have a year and a half. I guess that's about right. But man, it seems early, doesn't it? If I remember correctly, in the 2016 election, Ted Cruz is the first presidential candidate to announce, and he announced in like July or August. And that was early, and we're like, holy cow, what are you doing when he announced at Hillsdale College? And he did his big speech about the Constitution. And personally, as a Ted Cruz fan, I was very excited to hear that announcement. But I want to say this is early. Maybe they have to announce to see where they bump in the polls. Maybe they're already doing their fundraising, seeing how things are going. But Donald Trump, we knew, was going to run, so he made his announcement. Ron DeSantis expected to make his announcement officially next week, while all the media is loving the fact that he's taken some hit down in florida with the ongoing battle with disney we'll do that in just a second but then we have a few others that are making their announcement as well tim scott which we knew was considering running for president according to newsmax uh, said that he has officially filed paperwork today to enter the 2024 presidential uh, race uh, testing whether more optimism and a more optimistic vision of america's future can resonate with gop voters who have elevated partisan brawlers over the recent years now he doesn't have any ads or campaigns floating yet so no one knows exactly what he's going to run on what his big campaign announcement or what his big agenda could be or what he's going to primarily focus on is issues but he's floating in the polls in single digits right now and he's trying to do his big push now every time just to be warned Every time a presidential candidate makes an official announcement, they see a slight bump in the polls for a while, and then depending on how the season goes, then they begin to either fade off or to gain momentum, kind of like a reality TV show which is exactly what we're living in right now, is it not? We live in a reality TV show, and every time that we have people running for a political office, they're running for a reality TV show because it is the drama. It is the back-forth mudslinging. It is the personal attacks on them. It is what type of October surprise or personal uh, uh, uh issue that they can expose on their enemy and their candidate in order to win the race at the end of the day. It has very little to do with issues has very little to do with agenda, has very little to do with educating people on exactly what you stand for, except for the cute little talking points and the bullet points that you just rattle off on an interview that's 20 seconds and you go about your day. So uh, we look at when we look at presidential candidates, unfortunately, we don't look at policy. We look at the personality. We look at the character. We look at the rock star mentality or the sexiness that they bring to the federal uh, level in the debate stage. When they show up at that time. So Tim Scott, uh, a very soft-spoken guy, a solid conservative from South Carolina, the first black elected official in the South in the Senate, happens to be a Republican. So I guess that goes for us. Our our uh, ticket is very wide already when it comes to diversity, so that's awesome. Because we have Tim Scott, who is set to start making some official TV ads run beginning in Iowa and New Hampshire next week as he makes his formal announcement on Monday. That's set to take place at Charleston Southern University uh, with his official filing of the paperwork today for Tim Scott, Senator from South Carolina. Then we have another one that I was not aware of. And I did not know that this guy had any interest in running for president. I, I guess he can, but I don't think enough people know who he is. It's pretty overwhelming
1: to contemplate the future of America. It's such an honor to be here with proud Americans who carry on President Reagan's cherished legacy. He brought peace by projecting strength. At a time when it's easy for us to lose faith, to worry that we are indeed that one generation when freedom becomes extinct, there are lights shining. We can usher in a new era of American values. President Ronald Reagan changed lives. And now it's our turn, a time to choose life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness over oppression and dictatorial rule. The stakes are high and the consequences
0: couldn't be greater. Interesting. So that is none other than Governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin who's officially making his announcement. He hasn't made an official announcement yet, but he's teasing it, releasing that video on the Tweety, and uh, already has almost 3 million views on that one. So uh, kudos to that. And that was posted at 7 a.m. this morning. So not a bad response on that one. But Senator or, uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin out of the great state of Virginia. Now, the only thing I know about Glenn Youngkin on the national stage was when he was running for governor in Virginia. It was the big debate on school choice and having parents actually have a say in the public education system where his opponent was the one that parents should not have a right in any way, shape, or form to decide uh, what the uh, public education system should look like.
1: I'm not going to let parents you come into schools bill. and actually you take books out and make their own decision. Stop the bill that I don't think parents
0: should be telling schools what they should teach. <laughs> that was the Democrat challenger on that one, Terry McAuliffe, and not the brightest guy, In in the room, not the brightest crayon in the box there, but nonetheless, Glenn Youngkin ended up winning that nomination and winning the governorship largely because of that argument. So if you have any uh, check marks to say that you're a successful candidate, I guess you can say that you have been able to take on one of the largest unions and one of the largest special interest forces in this nation and won. And that was against the teachers unions and against the school administrators in the state of Virginia. So if you have anything to pat yourself on the back on, and I'm sure that more successes will come out, he'll have his platform out relatively soon on what he's going to focus on as a candidate for president. But Glenn Youngkin, uh, talking about the success that he's had with schools and bringing the power back to the parents as opposed to the administration and the public education system. And I applaud him for that. Outside of that issue, uh, not living in Virginia, I don't know much about him and whether he would be a valid candidate or not. I mean, his video looked like he was on the very passionate bandwagon for patriotism. He was showing uh, trying to show his enthusiasm for Ronald excuse me Ronald Reagan and uh, for the conservative movement. So coming from Virginia, I'm assuming he's a bit more on the moderate Republican side, but he's got a little bit of fire and maybe he could pull some people. Would be interesting. So now we have four candidates that are more than likely if not already announced, very close to announcing officially, which is Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, and Glenn Youngkin. Others potentially to come as well with Sarah Huckabee Sanders and some of the others that could potentially be throwing their hat in the ring. We could again see another 11 or 12 different candidates, though they're hat in the ring by the end of the day, and having a massive lineup of candidates on the debate stage for the Republican side, which I've said many times before, I'm okay with. I love it. I love that. I love it at least early on in the Republican stage we like to expand our thought we like to challenge each other we like to find the best ways to go about an issue we like to expose each other for maybe some bad stuff that we don't necessarily like does it get out of hand at times of course it gets out of hand at times at the same time though I like the fact that anyone has the opportunity to jump in that ring and actually make their voice heard. We are not the Democrat Party that has super delegates choosing our candidates for us. We're not the Democrats that go step in line and never argue or debate with each other, but just agree with each other on the debate stage. And therefore, you can't differ and choose the difference between the different candidates. You actually have great candidates on the Republican debate stage. And I applaud all of them, even if we have our particular favorites. Now, I reiterate this. Moving forward, we have to remember that regardless of whichever candidates drop out or may get the nomination, we have to do better as uniting as a party afterwards instead of leaving it personal and saying, well, I don't like that candidate. He was kind of a jerk. I'm not going to support him anymore. I am not. Gonna, I refuse to support them. I'm going third party or I'm not voting. Republicans are stupid when we get to that level, and we do that a lot. Now, with that being said, There is uh, the latest polls show that depending on what polls you look at, which polls are objective, obviously looking at Newsmax, Donald Trump still has about three quarters of the Republican support. In a long trailing second, Ron DeSantis and then Tim Scott and everybody else is in single digits right now, uh, which reiterates the fact that individuals like Dick Morris with Newsmax says that Ron DeSantis is not his time
2: to actually run for
0: president, but needs to bow out and look at 2028 instead.
2: DeSantis is now effectively uh, trying to do everything he can to stop Donald Trump from defeating Joe Biden. And what he's trying to do is to adopt the strategy of running to the right of Trump. He's telling me pro-life movement, for example, forget the three judges on the court, forget about overruling Roe v. Wade. You should oppose Trump because he doesn't support my bill, my proposal for a heartbeat bill on abortion, which means that if you can detect a heartbeat six weeks after pregnancy, uh, you can, at that point, you can't have an abortion. And most women say, I didn't know I was pregnant then. And uh, the standard that the American people have congealed around is a consensus is a 15-week ba- 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 deadline.
0: So it seems to be the issue. It sounds like Ron DeSantis, and as we talk about platforms on exactly what they're going to campaign on to say they're going to fix, Ron DeSantis has laid out his platform very clearly before he's even officially announced. And that platform is that he's fighting off the wokeness and in the state of Florida, which he's getting pushed back on because, well, Disney ended up taking their $1 billion expansion of building a new event center and not building it in the state of Florida because of the fight with Ron DeSantis, which... Do you realize how much Disney World itself and the land of Disney World actually brings revenue into the state of Florida? I think they're going to be okay. I'm not too worried about their $1 billion investment. Uh, They'll get another business to come in, bring their headquarters in, and they'll be just fine. The media having a heyday on that one. But Ron DeSantis has laid out his platform on the wokeness issue, fighting wokeness, fighting the issues on gender issues, fighting the public school system, fighting the abortion issue. And that seems to be his um background for what he's going to be known for in this race is it a popular issue yeah is a uniting issue yeah is it going to carry him over the top personally i don't think that's the issue that's going to get him the nomination this is the voice of reason with andy hoosier
1: Fighting for freedom
0: every day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you hang out with us, we always love you to death. By the way, I don't plug this enough. People say I need to, so if you want to listen to the podcast, we always upload the show afterwards as a podcast, which you can find online on any of your favorite podcasting sites, Amazon, Google, TuneIn, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, I heart, I don't know, we're on just about everything, so you can find it, it is just the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier and you can find it, you'll see My Ugly Mug pop up, subscribe to it, you can watch it every day listen to it every day, it'll automatically download, so that way it's right at your fingertips, and we always appreciate you and love you to death when you do so, which we do very, very well on those All right, I don't want to spend a lot more time on the presidential candidates. We have four candidates that either have announced or are about to announce. We have plenty of time to speculate on those. But uh, as that's the latest that we're hearing is that Tim Scott is going to announce Monday. DeSantis will announce next week sometime as well. And Glenn Youngkin, while he has not announced, has officially released his video. Interesting lineup and makeup so far for the presidential candidates. Donald Trump's still in the forefront by a long shot. Uh, With most polls among Republican voters, with Republicans, Donald Trump still is head and shoulders above everybody else, followed by DeSantis and then everybody else that's in really single digits. So if they're going to have to stand out and if they're going to try and find a way to pull away from Donald Trump and unite against Donald Trump, I don't know what that message is going to be. As I mentioned, Ron DeSantis has the wokeness issue that is important. Don't get me wrong. But is it really going to be the topical issue when more people are caring about the inflation, the financial issues and crises that we're about to go into, the recession that we're going to hit, the banks collapsing, the gas prices? I think those issues are more pertinent to voters, I think, uh, on many cases. Donald Trump's not going to focus on that either, though. He's focusing on the corruption in Washington, D.C. I'm a victim. They're coming after me. I'm going to overturn the tables. I'm going to go after Donald Trump. I'm going to go after Washington, D.C. and the establishment. That's his message. Whatever Tim Scott and Glenn Young can focus on will be interesting to see on how well that works. All right, before we take a break here, we have Deanna Klein coming on the program. And I want to uh, just kind of set this up a little bit as her book, Vaccine, talks about the health benefits or dangers of the vaccine from COVID-19. Whether you've taken yours or not is not about that. um, Well, unless you're concerned about the potential health or side effects of that one. But I've said this before. The COVID-19 pandemic did one thing is I'm the eternal optimist and that is that it's woken people up not woken sense of the progressives but actually has awakened people to their own personal health and the lack of power and control they have over their own personal health and we've tried to find ways to better our lives and make ourselves healthier. At least most people or a lot of people have. I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to be a little bit uh, exercising a little bit more. I'm going to take more vitamins. I'm going to realize what vitamins I'm deficient in or how I can uh, not go to the doctor for every little sniffle that I have, things that I can do naturally or organically. And there's a, that's a great mindset. Well, the government tries to do that, too, but they do it in a really wackadoodle way. I don't know if you've seen the article this week about the government, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, looking to ban chocolate milk from public schools. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a real thing, and they're saying that when they boil down the milk to infuse the chocolate, that it actually boils in more sugars and fats in that milk than what normal milk has. And during their battle with heart disease and diabetes... With children, they say this is one aspect and way to attack the issue and fight against diabetes and heart disease and young children. Okay. I laugh, though, because at the same time, while they're trying to ban chocolate milk, we're still feeding them corn dogs and fried foods and pizza and greasy foods and chips. And we still have vending, machine, uh, vending machines with soda and in the aisles as well, Uh, which brings up another question as well. If you go to a hospital, which the number one issue people go to hospital for are either heart attacks or heart disease or, again, diabetes, you go to a hospital, if they have vending uh, machines with soda cans in them or if you're asking to go to uh, to the restaurant in the hospital and they offer fried foods... Here's your sign. Are they really wanting to take care of you? We'll talk some more about this when we come back right after here. It's Friday for the voice reason. Stay. Tuned.
1: This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. When reason meets radio, this is the voice of reason. With Andy Hoosier.
0: Oh, I love the conversation. Some of the comments on the live streams are pretty hilarious. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out. I've seen multiple saying, Andy, um, it's soda, soda pop, pop, not soda. Uh, We'll call it soda pop. How about we go to the middle of the road there? But it is true, isn't it? It really makes you think if the number one reason or one of the reasons people, one of the main reasons people go to the hospital is because of heart disease and diabetes diabetes. If that's the case, then what do you get out of the diets? What do they tell you get out of get get out of sugar, get get the get away from the fatty foods, get away from the sugar. Eat more lean, eat more healthy. That's what you do. So why in the world, I mean, this really shows if you want to go how deep how deep does the rabbit hole go here? Uh take the pill from the matrix. How deep does it go? Is if you are concerned about the health, then why would you go to a hospital that's treating you for a heart disease trying to clean out your arteries? or give you a heart uh, stent, or a transplant, or telling you uh, to cut back on sugar because you have diabetes, while right outside in the hallway they have a vending machine that sells you soda. Because... Wouldn't they tell you not to drink soda? So why would they be offering you sodas for you to drink if you actually go to the hospital? At the same time, if you're a patient in a hospital and you have to order food from their little restaurant or their cafeteria and they bring you up like fried food, fried okra, for example, or ice cream or something. Yeah, that's cool. But I thought you weren't supposed to have that because of the ailment that you have. Why would they give that to you if they're telling you not to have that? It really makes you think a little bit about the entire healthcare system. Not to be Mr. Conspiratorial Man on a Friday today, but put on the tinfoil hat for just a second and roll with me here. So while we hear the story about them banning chocolate milk in public schools, like, cool, that's neat, I guess. That works, but at the same time, that's what you're going after, really? I mean, Michelle Obama tried to do the whole, yeah, we're going to like make school lunches healthier, and all she did was make the portion smaller and the french fries smaller and that was just dumb like what are you doing what are you doing it didn't help anybody in any way shape or form and yet it still makes it harder for them to buy food from like local farmers i live in kansas where our flagship radio station is a lot of our local public schools are partnering with ranchers in the area to provide them the food for the schools so that way the schools can have uh, food for the children that are healthier that are locally grown why would we not do that drives me nuts as we talk about health and a heck of a lot more let's get into our latest what's trending story of the day What's trending today? I'm really happy to have this this guest on the program. This is going to be an interesting conversation as well. Very triggering, I think, for some. But it's important to talk about is uh, her latest book, Vaccine. Excited to have on the program Deanna Klein. Deanna, how are you today?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show very much. I I think, and it was kind of an introduction leading up to, I think a lot of people brought an awareness to their health during the COVID-19 pandemic, I think that's really when they realized that we that so many people have so little control over their health between the uh, between the insurance companies, between the healthcare system as a whole. It's just difficult for us to actually decide what we're going to do for our own treatments. Then we had mandated vaccines slapped on to us as well in many places and aspects in life, depending on where you work and what you do with a vaccine that's not even a vaccine. it It was still an experimental drug at the time. But uh, it was an interesting concept when we realized, wait a second, now we're being told how to handle our health. And I think that's an interesting position for a lot to be in.
3: Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, most of the public knows, but not everybody, that the definition of the word vaccine was changed in January of 2021 to fit this new product, of course. Mm,
0: That's interesting. How did they change the definition?
3: So um, I believe it was the Miami Herald. Um, I have that uh, link on my substack um, to the Miami Herald. They, they kind of try to, of course, explain it away. Um, but yeah, the definition was changed. It was basically loosened up uh, because in the past, we all knew a vaccine to be uh, defined as prevention of disease. Um, and of course, that part of the prevention was dropped. And we now all know you know that um, despite being uh, taking the quote vaccine for COVID, that you can still spread it and you can still get it. So they 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 changed the the very definition of it. Anybody can Google that right now. Um, you can find the Miami Herald the Miami, Hero, the Miami um, article on my uh, Substack, which is N P True for you N P T R U the number four and then U the letter U dot I have a link to that on my Substack. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was changed in January of 2021 to fit this new product, which is more of a biologic um, um, product rather than an actual vaccine, different than all vaccines in our lifetime, um, completely different, uh, works in a different way, um, mRNA product, and uh, therefore we have different effects. We have different side
0: effects. Yeah, it is interesting. We've had on uh, Dr. Robert Malone a few times talking about the nRNA technology and how it's a little bit different. And he's the one as well that's recommended, you know, this is not the intent of what that technology was supposed to be used for. So now that we are using it and it wasn't um, defined normally as what a vaccine would actually be, what are we seeing years down the road now that we've had so many people actually put this in?
3: Right. And, you know, really, it wasn't really years down the road. I began to see um, the FDA listed potential adverse events um, uh, within uh, just the first couple of months after rollout. So most people in in the area in Virginia where I live um, uh, did go to mass vaccination centers in January. Elderly folks did in January, February of 2021. And I began seeing those very same adverse effects that are listed by the FDA, um, they had a meeting on October 22nd of 2020. Um, anybody can Google that meeting. It's the um, plans for supposedly monitoring COVID-19 vaccine safety and effectiveness. Um, it was a vaccine and related biological product advisory committee meeting. And uh, at www.fda.gov media 143557 slash download. Anybody can go there. Page 16 of that very FDA meeting lists their adverse events, including many types of clots, strokes, heart attack, myocarditis, autoimmune disease, transverse myelitis, encephalitis, which is inflammation of the brain, um, death, uh, bleeding problems, clotting problems, and serious inflammatory illness. And we know now uh, medical literature is filled with um, research studies showing that these shots are very pro-inflammatory, and then another terrible uh, adverse event is unfortunate pregnancy outcomes um, and vaccine-enhanced disease, which means that you will get um, the disease and get it more serious, um, or you will have more serious health problems after being um, exposed to this uh, biological product, So, and we know that now um, uh, that there have been studies that have shown The Cleveland Clinic just did a large study um, that their employees, the more vaccinated you were for COVID-19, the more likely you were to get COVID-19. So all of this I've covered in my book. um, And each chapter in my book covers uh, pretty much um, all of those things that I just listed that I began to see in my patients in February, March, April, May of 2021. But um, And then sadly, the booster shots came out. And with the booster shots, we began to see a lot of young folks, even in their 30s, uh, 40s, really healthy people. They don't smoke. They're not heavy. um, You know, they're not alcoholics. And they run. And they're athletes. And they're coming in with stroke-level blood pressures um, and uh, just a lot of complications with the booster shots. Autoimmune disease has skyrocketed. I had six cases of autoimmune hemolytic anemia in the past uh, about 12 to 18 months. And my prior five years in primary care, uh, you know, regular medical office, I had exactly zero. Wow. So all of those cases were after booster shots. And I could go on and on. But, um, but the, the, the fact is there that they, the FDA uh, knew, um, Pfizer knew, um, Moderna probably knew, um, and they still rolled these things out.
0: That is very concerning. We're talking with Deanna Klein, a Air Force veteran, also a nurse, author of the book "Vaccine: Injuries, Lies, and Deaths: The Alarming Facts About the COVID Vaccines and Helpful Resources for Healing." Uh, we got about just about two minutes before our hard break, and I know you have to run after that. So, uh, last question for you is: uh, With this, with them knowing all of these side effects, with them knowing the fact that they had to change the definition to classify this as a vaccine. Why? What was the point? Why did they force this so harshly down our throats during this time and say this is the only option that you can take to save yourself?
3: You know, my friend, this is the question I always get that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't presuppose to answer that question and to explain um, away the motives of the people that pushed so hard, uh, that mandated, you know, that threatened, that coerced, that told you you were going to lose your, uh, source of income to feed your family. If you didn't take these, I, I really can't, I can't, uh, expound on upon why people would do that. Um, what I can expound on is that, you know, on, it's not red versus blue, um, or conservative versus uh, liberal. Um, this is not MSN versus Fox. Okay. This is way outside of all of that. Okay. Because the, the news quote, and I put news in quotes. Okay. They only tell you a, a tenth of the story, if, if that, right? And um, it, it's just far, far, far outside of that. People on both sides of the aisle have been too uh, invested in in big pharma for many, many decades now. So that's part of it. Um, it's a it's part of it, but there's a, there's a lot more globally going on. Um, so I'm I'm happy to hear that globally, uh, a lot of uh, countries uh, are are waking up and taking action. You know, there's many countries that didn't allow this shot for their children under the age of 12. Some countries didn't allow it under the age of 30. Some um, in 2022 switched to nobody under the age of 50. Um, And we're still giving it to infants here in the United States, six months old. Right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have we have a lot of issues. We're allowing it with the infants, like you said, down to six months and a year old, which is just insanity. And with kids dropping down out of nowhere with heart issues, just stopping, like you said, with brain bleeds uh, coming out of nowhere for young athletes, uh, it should be a yeah. cause for concern. And they're like, oh, we don't know what's going on. But it's insanity. Deanna Klein, author of the book Vaccine. Go and check it out. We're out of time. My friend, I knew you have to run. Thank you so much for coming on. Let's get you back on and let's talk more about this here later on.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good
0: weekend. You as well. Appreciate that. We got one more segment right around the corner. Stay here. The
1: Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day.
0: The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. It really is an interesting concept when you just ask the one question why, and that really goes to really any issue that you have, isn't it? Any issue that you have, whether it's the debt ceiling, the COVID vaccine, the health insurance industry, the consumption of the private sector, just ask the question why? What is the motive? Why are we doing what we're doing? And the answers may astound you, but when you ask the question why, that's when you end up apparently putting on the tinfoil hat and becoming the crazy, radical conspiracy theorist. I know that we're a couple years past the COVID pandemic, and people are tired of hearing about it, but yet the truth always comes out in the end, and we will bring the truth out. And as we learn more, look, they may try to cover it up and be like, it's done, it's over, don't worry about it. As you know, we've had on many people, talking about the legal battles about the vaccine mandates the mask mandates that we had the businesses that lost a lot of revenue that lost their livelihoods because of the pandemic and the and the government that told them to shut down and looking for some type of compensation for that one and courts don't want to rule on this they want to say it's a mute point it's done it's over why drag it up now as hillary clinton says at what point does it really matter well, it always matters because we want to make sure we never repeat that mistake again. And even though we went along with it, for the most part, we did wake up towards the end of the COVID pandemic and realized this is not working out. And this is really, really stupid. Now, there are some that still be like, oh, that was great. We love the lockdowns. They worked perfectly. No, it was really dumb and it didn't do anything for us at all. You cannot hide from an airborne thing. And it's just the way it is. So when it comes to the vaccines, the question is, why did they shut down? the other options that we had out there. Why? Because remember, I mean, Donald Trump, when he was still president, he was doing Operation Warp Speed, trying to find a solution for this. Vaccines was one part of it, and he's kind of backed off on the pushing of the – other COVID-19 vaccinations. But there were other parts to that as well, including the monoclonal antibodies, where you take the blood from people that had it and put it in and actually create the antibodies yourself. You had the D3 argument with the vitamins because most people are deficient in D3, which is a vitamin that actually helps strengthen your lungs. I don't know why we would want a vaccine that helps your lungs during a COVID pandemic that affects your lungs like Pneumonia, when 80% of U.S. citizens especially are deficient in vitamin D3. And in order to take vitamin D3, you need to take vitamin D3 with magnesium and zinc because it binds the compounds together for it to actually work. None of our health officials taught us this. Andy, a simple vitamin wasn't going to solve the issue. It worked just as goodly as a vaccine. And yes, I just did say the word goodly. So uh, there were a lot of different options, and it turned into a political argument when it shouldn't have done so. Because never in our life did we have health officials and politicians partner up to say, this is the only way that you are going to survive this. And this is the only way that we will be able to move forward as a society. And you can talk about the Great Reset. You can talk about the, uh, the benefits or the consequences of the way that it happened during the pandemic. But we need to know what happened in the past. Kind of like with what we're seeing with the uh, releasing of the uh, Durham report right now and all the information there about the investigation on the Clintons, about the investigation on Trump, on how there was a nothing burger with the collusion with Trump and the Russians, and oh, by the way, how the FBI apparently shut down four different attempts to investigate the Clintons on multiple different issues, and the FBI, mm not going to allow it. Yes, it's important now. All these years later, When Hillary Clinton says at what point does it really matter, it absolutely matters because we need to understand the truth. And as our parents always used to say, and we say to our kids and our grandkids that the truth always comes out in the end. You never want to lie because the truth will always come out and you'll always have to dig yourself in a deeper hole to try to cover up that lie or just admit it, accept the wrong, accept the punishment. And move forward, and a lot of people don't like to do that, especially in today's times when we get to play the victim so easily. We never have to take accountability for our actions, we're always a victim. We're all it's somebody else's fault systematic racism, systematic oppression. We never have to worry about anything being our fault because, by golly, I was just going under the circumstances that I knew. I didn't know any better, I didn't have any better opportunity. This was the only life for me, and it's sad. And with that mentality, we will never fix anything. So we have some work to do, but I'm optimistic because I'm always optimistic and we can start teaching our kids how to actually handle things the right way. We can teach them the financial responsibility. We can teach them personal accountability. We can teach them to move forward and actually do things the right way and not lie and not play the victim and make this nation the greatest nation on the face of the earth again, making America great again. Not that I'm endorsing Donald Trump, but it is a catchy slogan for sure regardless of what you say about that man he sure knows his pr all right he does it for the weekend what am i doing andy what are you doing this weekend oh yeah that's right i'm watching my other two documentary episodes of conor mcgregor <laughs> everybody have a great weekend we're back at it on monday for another week getting ready for memorial weekend next one it's gonna be fun also some big announcements coming up about the show here really really soon and i can't wait to tell you about that until then though have a wonderful weekend this is the voice reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio